again, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for allowing us um, to share in your word and give us the opportunity um, to implant and dive in and dig into your word that it may change our lives. That God, that um, that the power of your word would not only challenge us, but literally change us. Um, we give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Uh, well, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Okay. We're going to jump right into this. And what we want to do is we just really want to just talk, just have like a, just a conversation. Um, and we have um, about uh, 20 minutes and counting down uh, to do this. And we're going to do it just a little different because I'm going to give it to you the way the Holy Spirit gave it, gave it to me. I've embarked on this journey at home for the last three or four weeks about uh, cleaning my drawers out. Um, and I don't know about you, but over the years, I've uh, accumulated a lot of stuff. And sometimes um, what I notice is that they've become too full, too disorganized, and just need a good cleaning out. And I realized as I was going, uh, embarking on this project, I realized that sometimes our lives are just like that. That stuff piled with just so many things. They, we cram things in, we shove things back, and we just keep going on and on. Now, the funny thing about this project is I started, um, when things started getting um, crowded and cluttered and disorganized, at first, it bothered me. But then after a period of time, I got used to it. So I would go into my drawer and open it as much as I could, real small crack, then I just stuffed more things in there, and I just got to the point that that's just the way it was until one day I just got tired of it and decided to do some cleaning. And what I realized in, in going through this, we often have to get rid of something in, in our lives to make room for something else, and sometimes we don't realize that. And that can be um, things um, in our minds, it can be things in our hearts, it can be things just in our lives that become cluttered and they just get too crowded and we don't have room or make room for the things that we really need to make room for. And sometimes we find our lives, as I said earlier, being cluttered. They can be cluttered with habits and activities, desires, relationships, material goods, and on and on. Now, these things in themselves may not necessarily be bad or wrong, but what, what I realize is that they take up space, and a lot of times they crowd Jesus either completely out or it crowds him to the back burner or sometimes just totally entirely out of our lives. And that's where the problem lies. And that leads us to what we're going to talk about tonight. Now, I want you to turn to Luke, the 10th chapter, verse 38 through 42. And guys, if you have this version, I want, this is a version of um, um, Bible I want to use tonight. It's the New American Standard Bible, the NASB. And if you don't, I'll just read from it. Um, Luke, the 10th chapter, verse 38 and 42 reads like this. Now, as they were traveling along, talking about Jesus and his company, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted. Everybody say distracted. With all of her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my, sisters, that my sister has left me here to do all the serving alone? Then then tell her to help me, Lord, do you, Lord, 
Lord, do you not care that my sister have left me to do all the serving alone? That's a question she asked him. Then tell her to help me. In other words, she asked a question. Then she told him what to tell her sister to do. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. Everybody say necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Now, this leads me to what I want to talk about tonight, and that's just simply is make room. Everybody say make room. Make, say it again, make room. Now, um, this passage of scripture is coming from the book of Luke, and Luke is actually the writer. And we know anything about Luke, we know that he actually writes to present an accurate account of the life of Christ, and he presents Christ as the perfect human as well as the Savior. Now, in here, I want to give you a brief overview because I want to stay true to the Scripture, but I want to pull a couple things from the Scripture. Now, if you look at this context of Scripture, we see how um, Martha works to prepare dinner while Mary sits and listens to Jesus. Martha asked Jesus to rebuke her sister for not helping, but instead Jesus commends Mary. Now, if we stay true to the scripture as we're looking at this particular passage against the backdrop of loose gospel as a whole, Martha is actually demonstrating something here to us. She's demonstrating hospitality or of being generous. And this was, this was really important, especially in, in um, the ancient Near East and um, time in Old Testament and also in New Testament. And, and it was and is one of the chief signs of the inbreaking of God's kingdom. So you see Martha actually demonstrating hospitality or, or generosity. And Mary and Martha, a lot of times we've heard this, and it's almost like, we try to choose one over the, over the other. Well, when I really studied this, that wasn't what Luke was doing. Martha and Mary and Martha are not enemies. They're sisters. And it's very clear that the scripture said they're sisters. And what we see is two sisters squabbling or a little getting in a disagreement about household duties. Um, but in doing that, we can't really make a doctrine of the battle of uh, comparing the model of life here between one or the other, meaning one is better than the other. But what, what the scripture does show us very clearly is Martha's general, uh, generous and hosp uh, hosp uh, hospitality service and how what he does is he doesn't minimize, Jesus doesn't minimize what Martha is doing, but what he says is, Martha, this is, even though you're serving, you're showing generosity, you're showing kindness, what Mary is doing, she's showing love toward me. So stick with me. I'm going somewhere here. And together we see that this scripture embodies two sisters, but it teaches something, two different things. It teaches us about the generosity or hospi being hospitable, showing hospitality, and it also intertwines the love that a person has for God. And that's Mary because she shows the love, and these two intertwine with each other. Now, 
What I want to do is, and, and before I get here, over in Luke, the 14th chapter, Luke also demonstrates, um, he talks about generosity again. And here he talks, or he shows, it's the 14th chapter, verses 12 through 14. I'm not going to read it, but the gist of it is Luke is showing that when you do something for someone that... Um, and do it in the, with the mindset of not looking to be repaid. Do it for be, do it because it's the right thing to do, but also do it showing being generous to that individual because they cannot pay you back for the kindness that you're showing. Now, in that, I want to um, uh, do a couple things. Now, by sitting at the feet of uh, Jesus, Mary shows that her service is grounded in love for God. Now, that's going to be important. The generosity is going to be important, and the love is going to be important as we talk about make room. Now, with the scripture being true to what we just talked about, talking about Mary and Martha, it, it talks about them showing how being generous and hospitable and one showing forth love. And basically, the scripture is telling us that we need both of them. But tonight, what I want to do for the next 11 minutes, I want to do something a little different. That's what the scripture is saying. But as I was reading this, the Holy Spirit gave me three things that really grabbed my attention out of this passage of scripture. And I want to share that with you tonight because sometimes we focus so much on on Mary doing something right or Martha doing something wrong that we really miss some valuable lessons within this scripture. And what I want to just glean uh, or pull from just for uh, a second is the fact that I do want to look at Martha. I want to look at how she was busy, how she was distracted, and how her active life was more about working for Jesus, preparing something for him than it was to be with him. So I want to pull three things out real quick in the scripture um, as, we, as the time runs down. Three things that grab my attention. Not, attention. Number one, clean out the clutter. Everybody say clean out the clutter. Now, if we look at this scripture, I'm sure Mary and Martha's house was spick and span and it probably was in order. But for some reason, in Martha's mind, it was cluttered by anxiety. And, and, and Jesus, why do I say that? Because the scripture talks about how Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are worried, you're bothered by so many other things. But the only what the thing that is necessary, you're missing. And, and, and what I got out of this is how there are times in our lives that if we're not careful, our lives will become so cluttered with things. And some things may be good as well as some may be bad. It doesn't mean that the things that are cluttering our lives are, are bad, but what it does mean is that it become a hindrance and a bondage, and it can crowd out everything that Jesus Christ is trying to do in our lives because of the clutter. And what do I mean by that as well? We, and, and, and when you get this clutter in your life, and as we get it in our lives, we can accum- accumulate this stuff clutter real easy. It's just like mud. If you ever step in mud, every step you get more and more and more on your feet and you begin by the time you get out of the mud puddle, you got mud everywhere all over your feet. 
That's the same way it is with stuff that uh, enters our lives. It becomes clutter, and we can accumulate things really, really easy. And again, these things may not be harmful, but they are things that we need to get rid of. And some people, just like Martha, and I wonder, are you like this? And I know I have to examine my, myself, or we, we get to the point, because Martha, the scripture says she was anxious. And we get to the point that we're worried about what if, what if this doesn't happen? I don't have enough money to do this. Uh, what if this doesn't happen? I can't get into school. I won't get this job. I won't have enough. My health may fall. What if, what if, what if? And a lot of times Satan or even our own mind have us going against the word of God because we're looking at what if. And a lot of times the what ifs won't even happen, but what we, re- what we don't understand is the worrying won't prevent it from happening. So the clutter, the cut clutter, some, sometimes we find ourselves with our minds clutter. It may be with things. It may be with immoral thoughts. It may be with um, impure thoughts. It may be just with good things, things we have to do, but we get to the point that it's cluttering our time and it's cluttering up our lives. And it gets to the point, I started off by giving you the example of my drawers that I've been cleaning. That when I started putting t-shirts and uh, shorts and my underwear and everything in the, sh- in the drawer and I couldn't get space in, I just started gnashing it down. And then all of a sudden, I just started just leaving it crack and it didn't even bother me anymore. We can get to the point that we carry so much clutter. We have so many things that we're carrying with us that we don't even even bother to declutter our lives. So the first thing is I pulled, we got out of that scripture, is we need to clean out the clutter. Everybody say clutter. Then second thing, well, before I give you the second thing, let put this, if you make taking notes, I want you to put this um, under clutter. Why is it that we need to get this clutter out of our lives? The reason we need to is because we need to make room for Jesus. Because this is the thing. If until I took some things out of those drawers and organized some things in those drawers, I could not, no matter how hard I try. Matter of fact, give you a a little example. I had so much stuff in them and I was still trying to push stuff that I pushed the bottom of the drawer out and I had to get Pastor to come back and nail it together. Trying to just keep pushing and pressing. If we don't take some things out of our lives, we'll never be able to allow Jesus truly to come in and do the things that he wants to do in our lives. So the reason that we need to declutter is to make room for Jesus. His word is the only thing that will clean out and crowd out the clutter in our lives. If we're not careful, we begin to actually focus on the wrong things. Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says this, and I, I think it's so prevalent and so on time and so true. It says, meeting Christ. If you have been raised with, with Christ, up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Now, this is what it says in verse 2. Set your mind, place your mind, it, um, put your mind on things above, not on the things on earth. In other words, if we don't learn how 
to put our mind on the things above, when things come into our lives, there's no way that we're going to be able to get the clutter out of our lives. Number two, so the first one is uh, take the, uh, clean out the clutter. The second thing that I pull from this passage of scripture is make the most of, our, of every moment, or in other words, use our time wisely. Make the most of every moment that we have. Use our time wisely. Now, if you look at this, and for those that just came in, we're coming from uh, Luke, the 10th chapter, um, verses, what did we say, 30, 38 through um, 42, I believe. They, um, use our time wisely is the second. Martha, if you look uh, in the scripture, Martha was distracted with what she was doing, her preparation. Now, as she spent time for Jesus, but Mary spent time with Jesus. Now, I'm going to say that again. Martha spent time for Jesus. She was doing things for him, but Mary spent time with Jesus. We do more if we spend more time with him than we do for him. And let me explain that. We can actually come and do all the right things. We can do all the right things. We can, we can sing we, in the choir. We can come every Sunday. We can work in every ministry. And those things are good. But what God is wanting and what he's requiring of us is to spend time with him. And this is the thing. We can be here on Wednesday night. We can be here on Sunday morning and still not be spending time with him. And what this is, this is a, what Christ is talking about is more of a personal relationship with him. All of us sometimes become really busy. I don't know about you, but most of us have busy lives. And it's amazing how things can happen that can slow everything down and your life really doesn't become as busy. But most of us have busy lives. We're busy, 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 busy. But I believe that what what God was telling me and what he's telling you tonight, EBC, is that we need to make sure that we don't become so busy that we don't spend time with him. That it's, it's not that we don't have time, but what Christ is saying, it's a matter of how we use our time. Because all of us have the same 24 hours in a day, but it's going to be how do we spend it with him. And, and Paul says something over in Ephesians 5, 15, and 17. I'm going to just read it very caref- real quickly. Say, therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then do not do, be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What God wants us to do is make, make the most out of all the time that he gives us. Because this is one thing that I have learned, I knew, but it's becoming reality to me. And that is, and I'll say this again a minute uh, when I get ready to end, and that is tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Only, what we, only time that we have is right now. And what God is saying and what I saw in this passage of Scripture is that, that he wants us to make the most out of all the time that we have. Martha would have made better use of her time learning at the feet of Jesus, like Mary was. Because Mary, what she began, not only was she sitting at the feet of Jesus, she was fellowshipping with him. 
And this is the thing, EBC, Mary, if you, um, if you look at their relationship with Mary, Martha, and Jesus, and even Lazarus, they enjoyed the time that they spent with their Savior. And, and ask yourself this, and I don't, I don't want you to answer out loud because somebody, um, well, I don't want you to answer out loud because it's a personal thing, but ask yourself, do I really enjoy spending time with my Savior? Do I enjoy spending time with him? And because this is the thing, he and his word are one. So if we enjoy spending time with Jesus, then we have to enjoy spending time with his word. And this is the thing, uh, when you enjoy it, it's not going to be something that somebody make you do. You do it because you want to. Now, uh, over the years, I've learned that, again, that it's important that we take time with Jesus because he won't make room for, if we don't make the time or take the time, we won't make room for him no matter what we say. If we don't take quality time to spend with our Savior, Jesus Christ, we're not going to make room for it. We're just going to go through the motion. So the first thing is what? Clean out the clutter. The second thing is what? Every, uh, make the most of our, our time or every opportunity, time-wise or however you want to say it. Number three and the last one, adjust our attitude. Now, this is one that I think was um, really keen when I, when I looked at that passage of Scripture. Martha didn't do anything wrong. Preparing something for Jesus was a good thing, but in doing it, she developed an attitude. She really became myth. Why did I say that? Because she began to complain. She said, Lord, do you not care that my sister had left me to do all the serving alone? If you do care, then tell her to help me. She was doing good, but Martha was doing better. Why do I say that? Because Mary was doing something with Jesus, and like I said earlier, Mary had a fellowship with her. She was enjoying it. This is what Martha was doing. Martha began to have an attitude. And why do I say that? Because she was complaining. In other words, she was that sister, if you ever had one that was cleaning the house and then complaining about everything she had to do. I had to wash the dish. I had to um, make up the beds. I had to vacuum. I had to do all this. And you would help me do anything. And then on top of that, you can tell when a person has the Mary or Martha attitude, more the Martha, because they tell everybody what they did. And this is the thing, if we do something, if we show generosity, if we show, if we're hospitable, we need to do it because that's what we want to do, not to do it because we, need, we boast about what we've done. So what, what do we do? We adjust our, he want Mary, Martha, God, Jesus wanted Martha to adjust the attitude. A couple things that, and then we're done. Attitude, why is this attitude thing important? I want you to get this down. I'm going to give you four little things here. Attitude matters. Why does it matter? Because your attitude can determine your direction. If you have a wrong or a negative or a bad attitude, it can determine a, a, a negative direction. The second thing, attitude can affect our relationships. Having a good attitude versus having a bad attitude. The third thing, Attitude can influence our feelings. Depending on our attitude, it can influence how you feel about something. So attitudes are important. And the last thing about attitude is attitude can draw people in or crowd people or even Jesus out. It can draw people in 
or it can crowd people in and out or even, even draw, I mean, crowd Jesus out. I'm going to go back over this real quickly. What is attitude? Why does it matter? What can it do? Attitude can determine your direction. Attitudes can affect our relationships. Having a bad attitude or a negative attitude or the wrong attitude can influence our feelings. And attitudes can draw people in or crowd people and even Jesus out. So what's the conclusion? what, What am I trying to say? Sum it up here. That it is important as believers in the body of Christ and at EBC that we make room for Jesus in our time. We need to make sure we clean out the clutter. We need to make sure that we make the most of every moment and use our time wisely. We need to adjust our attitude. Now, why is this important? Because what we need to remember is that Jesus Christ literally made room on the cross for us. We just celebrated the Resurrection Sunday. We don't celebrate Easter. We celebrate the Resurrection. He made room for us in his plan of salvation and has made room for us in heaven. And since he made room for us in his death, I just believe as a believer that we should make room in our lives for him. And remember what I said earlier, tomorrow is not promised. We always think that we got tomorrow, but tomorrow is not promised for us. So I encourage you as a sister in the body to make room for Jesus in your life. Amen? Amen. Amen.